Hey everyone, welcome to episode 70 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Dr. Alexander Borf, the founder and chief medical officer at First Sturm by iDoc24. Without further ado, let's bring him on. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? Hey, Jared. I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you on the podcast as a guest to learn more about the company and kind of how your career got started and brought you to where you are today. I'd love if we could just kind of kick things off with you telling the audience a little bit about your background and then we'll dive more into First Derm and where you're at today. Yeah. So, um, uh, originally, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, so, um, so I'm a well, I used to be a practicing surgeon, and uh, how it all started in regards of me starting a, a teledermatology company, which has nothing to do with uh, orthopedics, was uh, I had an ex-girlfriend that was a dermatologist, and uh, she uh, was at dinner parties, and she was always asked questions about skin concerns and you know she felt you know this is her time off and you know she would be more comfortable doing this like in a setting like a one-on-one setting or in this case like doing it through text messaging so i was always like at uh, medical school i had this thing called the uh the, the palm the palm you know where you like you know, like one of the first p pdas where you like could have all the text and all that stuff on it so i had like all my medical books was on that so that's really where the innovation came from that I knew that this would converge with a camera and and a proper PA, a PDA like you know, the iPhone that coming out back in 2018 no 2008 sorry and uh, that's how it all evolved uh, basically and then um, uh, I was in Sweden at that at that time doing my uh, medical studies and then I got a got a scholarship uh, 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 as a PhD fellow to UC Berkeley so I moved to UC Berkeley in 2015, uh, 2013, and then 2014 I set up uh, First Term in uh, in uh, in the U.S. Interesting, and I would like to, uh, if you could go dive into more about First Term, um, give us a great like kind of intro into how how things started up. What are you up to today? Uh, where are you? available in the United States, I guess, as far as states, state goes, um, state-wise, uh, and anything else you'd like to share? Yeah, so uh, we start out the, the service, uh, first term, it's a dermatology service, so it's like telemedicine, but it's uh, asynchronous, so in dermatology, teledermatology terms, we say it's store and forward, so these dermatologists are really busy, and on average, they make between two to $3,000 uh, a day so you know they don't want to be like on a video chat or anything like that they just want to answer these queries when they have time to answer them and they're very good at uh, a picture recognition so uh, you know they have then a platform where they see all these pictures they just pick the pictures they want to answer and then they answer them very very quickly at their own time so our service is basically um, we answer queries within 24 hours that's what we promised our users and then also uh, an interesting um, touch is that we have our service as an anonymous service. So our doctors don't know the patient and the patient don't know the doctor. So that causes a non, no uh, patient doctor relationship. 
And that's how we then can practice across states. Uh, we don't do any prescriptions. Uh, we just tell what people have and what next steps they have to take. What's interesting is that from our data, it shows that 70% of, uh, of our users, they don't have to have a prescription. They can actually go to the pharmacy and buy over-the-counter medication. There's 15% that have probably some kind of skin cancer that we advise them to go and see a dermatologist to have it checked or have it removed. And then there's another 15% that needs some kind of prescription. And in many of these cases, it's either like stronger medicines, like something which we call Accutane to clear out like really bad acne where you actually have to have a, a blood test before I actually start taking it. Or there's like infections where you should have a swab before you start taking the antibiotics. So we're very good as a triage service, but we don't do the prescriptions uh, online. And it's been working very well for us uh, so far. We've had over 500,000 uh, users uh, were downloading our app. We've had over 50,000 people like actually using and paying for it. And then over time, we've collected a lot of data and the images, of course, which we are now working on and going into the like, last two years, we've been working on our machine learning. And now we have an AI that we're working with where it's a B2B model where people can uh, subscribe to it and integrate it into any medical platform. Interesting. So how how does it work? Let's say on the patient side, the patient signs up. What happens from from there? Yeah. So the patient doesn't even have to sign up. So it's all there. They just have to upload uh, two images: um, female, male. Uh, how long they've had it for? Uh, what sex they are? And then there's a free free area where they can uh, write whatever they want about their symptoms or how long they've had it or where and what happened. And then they just press send and then they come to paywall Well, then they just put their credit cards uh, in and then they pay for the consultation. And back, they will get a um, receipt with a case number and they need that case number to retrieve their answer. So the, basically the case number is like an airplane ticket, you know, your booking number. For you to find your, your ticket, you need that booking number to find your ticket. So it's the same kind of uh, a mechanism. And we don't collect any personal information. So nothing, no phone number, no email, no IP. It's just completely anonymous. Wow, that's, that's a really interesting model and setup. Uh, that's different than mostly like everything you're going to see out on the market as far as how you structured that. And this is this is an interesting model in that you're still able to give them the answers that they need, uh, which is why they can't be you in the first place. Wow, that's really exactly. interesting. I, I'm, well, I'm, another take on that, which is even more interesting, is that uh, a lot of these telemedicine companies, since they collect the image and the email and maybe social security number or health, uh, health insurance, is that all of a sudden they every time they're gonna use that image or that data for machine learning, they will have to go back to the user and ask their permission to use it. And since we are just collecting anonymous data, uh, we can then use it for machine learning. Because it's not tied to any one person. Interesting. Wow, that's very different. Uh, so you're all rec pay. Where someone signs up, they use their card, Exactly. We all direct pay. We we do have some uh, family doctors using our service where we, we set up like an instance uh, for them. So they use it on their patients. But 
you know, we don't collect any of those patients' uh, personal data. It's just the images that we collect, and then our dermatologists answer that doctor. Are these uh, in-house dermatologists, or do you have a network of dermatologists that kind of work all over the U.S.? Yeah, we have a network of dermatologists, uh, between 20 to 30 uh, dermatologists on our platform at all times. And the, we're actually an international service, so it all depends on the languages. So, for example, for the U.S., we have English-speaking uh, American doctors. Uh, if you have the U.K., for example, we have U.K. English-speaking doctors. But if you go to France or Italy or German, we have then uh, uh, dermatologists that can speak those, uh, those languages. Wow. Very interesting. And, and how, how long have you been in, in business? Yeah, so uh, I first started out with this back in 2009, uh, but that was not a business. It was more my part of my PhD uh, research. So I had written four scientific papers on this telemedicine, which I have uh, published. And then using that data and th those results, that's when I launched the company in the U.S. back in 2014. Interesting. What what is the I guess how how were things affected as a result of COVID? Um, what did you say? Yeah, so it's very interesting. So uh, we were the first ones to actually uh, actually kind of track COVID across the the Western world. So we saw back in February we actually saw strange uh, skin diseases coming from Italy to our Italian doctors. And these were like of um, sudden blemishes on uh, on toes. And uh, we looked at it and then we looked at, uh, we read the, the research that had been coming out of Italy early on. And it's something that's called chill blains, where actually the COVID, what it does, it clogs up a lot of the blood and uh, clogs up the arteries. And, you know, the symptoms that you can have is obviously the lungs and the, you miss, you know, you you can't smell and all that stuff but you also get these skin diseases like these chill blains. So we have these people who like send in queries to us. It's like, look, I, I don't have any symptoms. I only have these things in my toes. What could it be? And then we sent back, we say, look, this is something called chill blains. It probably has something to do with COVID. Go to your doctor and get tested for COVID or isolate for two weeks. And we could see this pattern going from Italy uh, to Germany, to Spain, and then the UK, and then at the same time when I was in the UK, we start seeing in the US as well. Wow. Wow, you were at the at the forefront of, uh, of everything. Yeah. You were seeing things really early on. And this is what's interesting with a platform like this, you know, if you actually go in to see these cases and see this, this data, you know, you can see there's a, some kind of a certain pattern going around. It's like, we know this, that people find us through the internet. So, you know, if you have something weird on your toes, you go, what can this weird stuff be on our toe? Uh, can I ask a dermatologist? And when they press the, put those keywords in into Google, then we come up number one, and then they will then download our app or ask us online, and then they will get an answer from us. Wow. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's... Uh... So do you, do you see moving forward into... I mean, we're in the second later half of 2020, what, what is, what are you seeing? How are things looking as we kind of close out the year for you guys? Yeah. 
so basically we are uh, in uh, in traction wise we saw that january and february was kind of normal but it really picked up in uh, in march and april and may and then at the end of may it kind of uh, the traffic went down again uh, and now we are kind of at the same level as we were in march which was better than what it was in fe february but we're not seeing any kind of growth now it's just kind of steady but uh, we're not making enough money to break even, so we're surviving on that. Uh, where we are focusing on now, though, you know, we're still we're 100% dedicated to our artificial intelligence. This is where we see where the future is going. Like in two years' time or three years' time, uh, there will probably be no teledermatology. So my service, First Derm, will probably be obsolete because the artificial intelligence will be better than any uh, doctor at uh, at getting these uh, skin diseases right. Okay, well, I mean, it sounds like too that you're uh, you're hedging for that by what you're doing. You're going to have that part of your platform where people are actually able to use your AI, right, to understand what their skin disease might be or what skin condition they have. Exactly. So, and we, we also seen that it's a, it's a great funnel. So when people come onto our website, we actually have a demo uh, version of our AI where people can try it out. They try it out. They get the top five answers of what it can be. They can read about these the top five answers. And then at the bottom, they can actually also ask a dermatologist. So we see that 10% that use our artificial intelligence, which is free, they actually convert to a paying user asking our dermatologist either just confirming the, 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 the disease or maybe the disease was not there uh, clearly in the, in the artificial intelligence answer. Interesting. And where can people learn more about you and, and the company? Yeah, so firstderm.com. And then uh, obviously I'm on LinkedIn and uh, my name is Alexander Borv. There are not many people with that name. So it's Alexander, B-O-R-V-E. And if you Google that, then I'll come up uh, number one. Okay. And I'll, I'll throw those links into the show notes so people can check it out when they have a moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and if they're interested with the artificial intelligence, the artificial intelligence, our business model there is not direct to consumer. It's a B2B model. So we do something called the API as a service where we then... Uh, uh, have a subscription model where people can subscribe to our API and integrate it into their platform and then pay per API call. So to buy, uh, by today, we've already done 300,000 API calls. Wow. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Um, I can throw a blurb about the artificial intelligence piece in the show notes too, if you'd like, um, yeah. put that in there. That that'd be great. That the API, the the AI is is where it's uh, it's going, and uh, you know we can screen for forty four skin diseases with this API, which is ninety percent of what people, the general public, have. And it's uh, the top three answers were ninety five percent ninety five percent correct that it's going to be in the top three answers. Perfect. Excellent. Well. Thank you so much for, for being on the podcast and sharing more about your background and the company and the artificial intelligence piece, what's next for the company. Look forward to following the rest of your career and everything that's going on with First Term and wish you the, the best of luck. 
Well, thank you very much for having me uh, on the show and uh, just reach out to me if there's anyone that are more uh, curious about what we're doing or uh, if I can help anyone out uh, in the digital health community, I'm happy to help. Thanks so much. Okay, great. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of healthcare solutions and services to power the future of healthcare. Through Block Health, healthcare professionals and organizations can use their credentialing data for more. They can use the platform to store their credentialing and licensing related documents, fill out a smart common application that could be used to order multiple different services like provider enrollment, state license registration, state license renewals, and much more. To learn more about Block Health, please go to www.blochealth.com. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.